Do you want something more? More meaningful moments, opportunities, deeper relationships, and memorable experiences? Do you want to make a difference? If you said yes, a career in real estate could be the opportunity you're looking for. Guiding people through one of the most important decisions they ever make. The purchase or sale of their home can be both rewarding and lucrative. Exit Realty has a revolutionary compensation model, training, and technology that provides you with the tools you need to start and build your successful real estate career. Call me today, Mimi Eubanks, your country realtor, at 843-730-3327. That's 843-730-3327. Or visit exitlowcountry.com slash join exit and make your exit today. Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Exit Strategies Radio Show. I am your host, Corwin J. Millett, broken owner of Exit Realty Low Country Group in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. If this is your first time listening to this show, you, sir or ma'am, are in for a treat because our mission here is very simple. That is to empower our community through financial literacy and real estate education. We're legacy building. That is what we do. So if you're out there making things happen with your family for the generations yet to come, you know, our word teaches us to leave a legacy, to leave an inheritance for our children, our children, children, and so forth and so on. We want you to put a hashtag on that thing that says that you are legacy building because that is what you are doing. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Anchor FM. You can also find us on Instagram at our website, ExitStrategiesRadioShow.com You can catch us in a number of different places on your favorite podcast applications. We appreciate you listening. Please share this content with your friends, your family, your co-workers, even those in your groups, your church groups, etc. Guys, because sometimes the message and the word that we are speaking here today is for you. Sometimes it is for someone else that you know. Again, we appreciate you listening. Let's get started. So good morning, good morning, and great morning, guys. Welcome to another fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. Yeah, I'm trying something new here. Exit Strategies Radio Show, guys. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. You know what I tell you every week, and I'm going to tell it to you again. Our mission here on this show is to empower our community through financial literacy and real estate education, guys. We're legacy building. That is what we do. My energy level today is like on a thousand, a thousand. I am like up here in the clouds because this is the show. Look, if your friends are hanging out somewhere different than where you are today, I need you to pick up your phone. I need you to send them a text message. I need you to tell them to tune in right now. I need you to call people. I want you to go on social media. I want you to tell people to tune in right now. When we talk about legacy building, when we talk about creating and generating wealth, we oftentimes are approached first in our thought process with the obstacles. However, today, guys, I am very fortunate to have with us none other than Chris Barker. Chris is with Angel Oak Mortgage Solutions, and Chris is our bridge today to financial freedom, to legacy building. He is our bridge today to get us over yonder 
beyond all the obstacles and all those false walls that we put up. Because Chris is going to share some golden. Matter of fact, we're going to go beyond that today, Chris. We're going to do platinum nuggets that you're going to drop on our guests here today. So, Chris, thank you and welcome to Exit Strategies Radio Show. Thank you so much for having me, Corwin. And you are always invited to my karaoke contest I have every weekend at my house. (laughs) You're getting it. You're getting it. Thank you to your audience for having me in here today, too. And I was just telling you before we came on set here, I always feel like a failure if I have not given somebody a real value at the end of the talk time. I start off teaching loan originators. Those are my customers. Those are the guys that come to me when things blow up. And I'm like, you can bring these loan scenarios to me reactively or proactively. And so what I'd like to do today is talk to everybody on this podcast and say, let's get proactive with it. Let's go out there and seek ways to build that wealth and get deals done. I'll call them deals. They're loan transactions. Some people get upset with them talking slang about it, but I want you to have the first shot at these deals, these transactions. And it does kind of blow my mind and I get a little upset with the loan originators. Again, those are my customers. And then the realtor is the loan originator's customer. They will have a deal blow up on them. It will be a reactionary knee jerk. Let's call Chris. Let's get this thing figured out. See if he can save us. And all of a sudden, and it happens every time. Hey, can you close this loan in seven days? And I'm like, now, how many did you give the original lender? You gave them 30 and I end up doing it. But my point is, if I can teach today how you're not jamming a square peg into the round hole, that you're the first shot, you're the leadoff hitter, and you're going to hit that home run straight out of the gate. And you're not going to upset the realtor. You're not going to upset the seller or the buyer. And you're not going to upset the loan originators, processors, underwriters. I mean, the whole team just kind of loses it. Two things I want to focus on today, and I hope the people that you asked to call their friends are getting on here right now because I love to start off when I give realtor presentations. And I, on behalf of loan officers, I'll go out and talk to their realtors for them. And my first question, and you've seen this, I've done it in your office. But the first question I always ask is, if you've closed a, let me tell you a little bit about me before I get into this. We don't do Fannie. We don't do Freddie. We don't do FHA. We don't do USDA. We don't do VA. We don't do anything that ends with an A for government agency. This is a 27 billion, billion with a B, billion dollar hedge fund that has been in business now for 10 years. I've been with them for seven and a half. So I kind of understand how they operate. Here's an example. 50% of the loans that we close and we're closing half a billion a month. So 500 million a month, 50% of them don't meet our own guidelines. Where's the value there? The value is that if you can show me as a buyer a realtor, a CPA, an attorney, a loan officer, if you can paint that picture, think of the story you tell as a coloring book that has no color on it. And you've got to paint that picture to show us, show me, and I'll do the talking for you. As you can tell, I like to talk. If you can paint that picture and you can show us that there is the ability to repay somehow in there, in that picture, and it doesn't have to be the borrowers. It can be the properties. And I'm going to get into that in a minute when we get into what some people call the the sexiest product in the mortgage business, which I think is the dumbest name I've ever heard. I will show you the most bulletproof loan in the mortgage business. And your jaw will drop when I finish with this one. But what I like to start off with is let everybody know that 
we're not the vanilla inside the box lender. What do I mean by that? I mean a commodity, Fannie, Freddie, FHA, USDA, something. Those are all full income documentation loans that require W-2s, pay stubs, tax returns, 4506 transactions where you go way back and you check every number there ever was that in the last two years. We don't do that. We can do that, but we don't. We're outside of that box, okay? So everything we're going to talk about today is not vanilla, not in the box, not a commodity, okay? Because everybody's got the commodity. Every mortgage company out there has the same fanny 30-year fixed rate and product. I'm not going to bore you to death with that today. So let's get going. I ask every realtor, I'm like, hey, if you've ever closed a VA loan, raise your hand. Anybody that has been in a business for six months does this right here. Wow, I just said I don't do that. Why am I asking that? The reason I'm asking that is, did you know that there are more self-employed and 1099 people in the United States than there are veterans? Okay, I love veterans. I, I am so happy that we have that product available to them. And I love it. But my point is this. If you're good at VA loans, you ought to be great at bank statement loans. Why? One, because there's more of them out there. There's just simply more customers. Number two, they are underserved. They're underserved because missionaries like myself, and I say this to everybody I come across, I'm like, we have to be a missionary and spread the good word about these products for self-employed and 1099 people. Okay, so one, there's more of them out there. Two, they're underserved. No one has bothered to be a student of the industry and learn about this product, which I'm getting ready to tell you about. And three, if you want to go on your president's club trip or get that house or whatever it is, this is the best way to do it because really the affluent people are not getting a W-2. Like the super affluent, the painter, the plumber, the roofer, the lawyer, whatever it might be. These guys, they've got an LLC. They've set up their own company. That money's flowing in. Guess what else they are? They're very smart because they're running their own you know, restaurant owners, whatever it might be. These people are running their own business, managing their budget, and they also utilize the U.S. tax code to its fullest benefit. Let me tell you the worst advice, and I, I don't know how many loan originators are listening to this right here, but I'm going to upset some people with this one. The worst advice I have ever seen, and a realtor will go bananas when they hear this, and a self-employed person will go, oh yeah, that's been said to me plenty of times before, and I just gave up. The worst advice I've ever heard a loan originator give to a self-employed or 1099 individual is, hey, see that door over there? I want you to walk out that door, huh? Come back in two years, stop writing off your home office and your car and your credit card and your lunch tabs and whatever it is you're writing off. Let's just call that 30 grand a year, okay? And I need you to do that for two years. Because Fannie and Freddie and inside the box commodity lending, just good old conventional lending, they need two year tax returns. So I need you to stop taking that $30,000 refund year one and year two. So that's a $60,000 loss that the LO loan originator is instructing that self employed or 1099 person to take, plus loss of two years of appreciation on the house. How much is that? Let's just call that 30 grand. That's probably a low number. Plus, in addition to that, the inconvenience of not being able 
to get the house you want when you want it. So you might be living in mom's basement or just a smaller house that you don't want to be in. You know, there's a cost to inconvenience there too. So all in, let's just say that's 80 to 100 grand, 30 grand in lost refund, 30 grand in lost refund again, or we can close a bank statement loan in three weeks. Yeah, yeah. like a no brainer, right? Yeah, I always stop right there and go, anybody got any questions? So we're talking for our listeners, guys, we're talking about non-QM. So you framed it on the front end. So to give our, our listeners a little bit of like insight, a QM is, is essentially a qualified mortgage. So full documentation, which is what most people's standard is. It is your age, your FHA, your VA, your USDA, your Freddie, your Fannie, that kind of stuff, the government-backed stuff, or otherwise government-insured. That is the stuff that you guys don't do. So basically, for our listeners, we're not necessarily talking. It's more of private funding, if you will, hedge fund that puts this money out and all these programs. So like you said, Chris, it's the ones or the deals that you can't get done in other places you can maybe look over here and have some options. So, you know, when I talk about legacy, I'm going to bring you around on this, but I want to come back to a couple of specific programs. But I want to start, Chris, a conversation about your debt service ratio loans, the coverage ratio loans. Those are for investors. Give us like the 50,000 foot view on one of those loans. What does that look like for somebody who's looking to get into real estate investing? Does it give them a way in? What does that look like? Somebody who wants to buy, let's say, rental properties to hold. This is the product that people call the sexiest product out there, which I think is just dumb. That's not a good name. Okay. It's the most bulletproof product out there because you can't kill it. Okay. So the 50,000 view is there's no income required, no employment required, no DTI required, no DOE, no pay stubs, no 4506, no W2, no tax returns, no articles of incorporation. What does that make it? That makes it a no-doc loan, doesn't it? How many of our real estate friends that are probably 55 and older right now just took a big gasp and went, oh, my heavens, he's talking about no-doc loans. So I am. However, they're much different. I did the pure no-docs prior to 08. I've been, I'm telling my age here, but I've been doing it about 25 years and I could close the loan in 45 minutes back in the day. And I did. I've got the world record. (laughs) You can't do that anymore. Believe me, there's things like TRID and Dodd-Frank regulations and all these compliance things, which frankly are very good. They will help us from ever having an 08 again. And the thing that really got us in 08 was appreciation, depreciating, values going backwards. And at the same time, ARMS, adjustable rate mortgages, adjusting upward. So your payment's going up, your value's going down. And people gave that mortgage to the Heisman. They were out of there. <laughs> it just created a snowball of value just going nowhere. So today's today's laws and regulations require, as I said at the beginning, something that people refer to as ATR, ability to repay. Okay. And every loan originator out there gets that driven into their head in loan officer school that each loan, and this is post 08 Dodd-Frank regulation, Each loan must exhibit ability to repay. Okay. I said each loan must, not each person. Mm -hmm. Back to that vanilla box in the QM world of qualified mortgages, there's only one way to exhibit ATR, and that is the borrower's Mm -hmm. ability to repay. Mm -hmm. In non-QM, non-qualified mortgage, we can allow the property's ability to repay. Okay. 
instead of the old way I refer to it, because I, I don't even mess with DTI loans. I can do them. I can do Freddie. I can do all. I don't want to. It bores me. It's commoditized. Anybody yeah. can do. It. I'm mm-hmm. a creative guy. So instead of the old way of looking at debt to income ratio, the new way on an investment property is debt service coverage ratio. Okay, well, what does that really mean? These can only be done on investment properties. Why? Because a primary occupancy and a, or a second home does not have the ability to generate rental income. If it did, it wouldn't be a primary occupancy or a second home. Follow me? No-doc loans are actually illegal. I love to scare people and say that you know, shock factor. They are illegal on primary and secondary homes, but not on investment properties because investment properties uniquely have the ability to guess what? pay for themselves. They should be paying for themselves and they should be throwing off a cash flow. But the first part, they got to pay for themselves in order to throw off a cash flow. Here's how the nuts and bolts of a DSCR loan work. If I don't prove the bulletproofness of this loan, I want you to raise your hand and yell at me. DSCR, debt service coverage ratio, simply means does the rent cover the mortgage payment? Is it a one-to-one Instead of DTI, you know, everybody thinks, oh, what's your ratio? You got to hit 50%. That's kind of the target you got to hit on DSCR is does the rent cover the mortgage at one to one? If it does, bam, off to closing. Like I said, no VOE, no pay stubs, no 4506, no W2, no harassment, no lengthy. Give me the feelings out of your teeth. I need everything to close this loan. I need all I need is an appraisal. And that appraiser's opinion on that market rent analysis, I just need him to say, here's what it's going to rent for. And then I do the math and go, does that cover the mortgage? Yes. Boom. Off to closing. I can close that loan. I closed one last week in 11 days. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I've closed them faster than that. Now, I don't tell people that all the time because sometimes the insurance, they might get the mortgagee clause wrong or some minutia type thing. But let's get back to how this loan works and let me prove the bulletproofness. I'm going to scare you, but I'm going to tell you what a good realtor or a good loan officer would do in this worst case scenario. Here's a couple examples. We have a DSCR loan. Borrower just went W-2 to 1099, 1099 to W-2, W-2 to unemployed. Doesn't matter. On the loan application, leave the employment blank. They may not DTI. Their DTI might be 60, 70, 80%. Doesn't matter. Leave the income blank. All we're worried about is can the property itself pay for itself? Here's how the example works. The loan originator takes the loan application, pulls the credit, checks everything out. I pre-underwrite it myself. I send them back a pre-qualification, pre-underwrite, and they're off to the races looking for properties. They then order an appraisal. The appraiser goes out there and he does what's called a 1007 market rent analysis. And then this rent analysis, all he's doing is going out there and looking at comps and going, okay, 2,500 square foot house within a mile, three bedroom, two and a half bath. In my professional opinion, this should rent for $1,000 a month. What's my mortgage payment? $1,000 a month. Rents for $1,000, mortgage payments $1,000, bam, off to closing. Boom. That's easy. That's super easy. Fastest loan you'll ever close. Okay, now here come the curveballs. Now we're in a real estate business, so you know you get some curveballs from time to time. That's true. This time, the loan officer orders the appraisal, the market rent analysis, and the appraiser goes out there and he maybe didn't do the greatest job ever. And he comes back and let's just say that mortgage payment target to hit is a thousand bucks for easy numbers. Mortgage payment is a thousand bucks. 
he goes out there and he says, in my professional opinion, looking at 2,500 square foot, two and a half bathroom, two, three bedroom, I think it'll rent for $800 a month. Uh-oh. Is that a dead deal? Cost a thousand rent, only rents for 800. Is that dead? Bulletproof. No. Okay. Now there's a variety of ways to save this deal. One, the quickest and easiest way is, okay, well, what if I switch this loan to interest only? Because now instead of principal and interest for the payment, I'm looking at just the interest. So now that's, now I can drop my thousand down to like 850. Boom. Off to closing we go. But if you put, and these loans different than the no-doc loans prior to 08, these require some skin in the game. You got to put 20% down. Okay. Okay. In that situation where the rent's only 800 bucks, if you'll put 25% down and you've got a 700 credit score, we are fine with a 0.80 to one ratio. Totally fine. So go ahead and close it. No big deal. Now, hold on. There's more. I sound like a game. There's more. Okay. I said, this is the most bulletproof loan in the real estate industry and I'm going to prove it right now. And maybe you should not go into this tier, but here we go. This time, the appraiser goes out there and he does the absolute worst job in the history of appraising. And he comes back and he says, in my professional opinion, I think this property should, should rent for $100 a month. Wow. What? <laughs> what are you? You can't rent a cardboard box for $100 a month, man. What are you talking about? Is that a dead deal? Nope. Nope. Same thing. If you got a 700 credit score and you put 25% down, I will still close that loan. Now, the difference between the 0.80 to 1 and the 0 to 0.8, the rate's going to go up 2% because we're going to be compensated for our additional risk. So you can't kill that deal. Now, however, if you get something that bad, either the appraiser really truly did do the worst job in the history of appraising, or as a realtor or loan officer, you might want to advise your customer, hey man, maybe this appraiser knows that there's a nuclear waste site about to come in over there. And we don't need to, we probably ought to move on to another property. That you so in the appraisal process, they're looking strictly at rent or they're looking at, let's say that a property in this situation, somebody's looking to buy a rent that they plan to go in and remodel kitchen bathrooms or something of that nature and be able to get the rent to a certain amount. How does that factor or play into this? What you could do in that situation, so we don't do renovations on these, okay? But you can buy a property that you want to fix up. You can use our DSCR product. If people can't remember DSCR, and I'm telling you, there's people in this business that don't, they call it that DCR or VCR. I'm like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Just call it the no-doc investment loan. You can remember that. But what you can do is purchase that property, fix it up. We require a six-month seasoning where as long as you hold on to it for six months, we'll give you the appraised value after you initially buy it. And we can keep on up in that game and we can give you cash out on it too. And there's a lot of bells and whistles in the non-QM space, such as interest only. Let's say, for example, and we're seeing a lot of this right now, realtors are actually a big customer of ours right now. They are buying investment properties because they're out there showing the buyers and the buyer, he didn't DTI or he just changed jobs or whatever it might be. And that realtor goes, I'm not letting that one go, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that deal. What they should have done was got that customer done through a DSCR loan but they might keep it for themselves. Probably 20% of the loans we're doing right now 
DSCRs are to realtors because they're seeing these opportunities and they're capitalizing on them. So let me change you or bring you back around because some of our listeners are that person. But this conversation where we're going, the next part, and you know, for our listeners, guys, I need y'all to stay with us. Make sure you come back because there is, we got to talk about these loans that y'all can get. Guys, that was a great show today. And we thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Exit Strategies Radio Show. My name is Corwin J. Millett. Yes, that is me. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in for today's episode. Exit Strategies is my baby. It is how I give back to our community. It is how I foster goodwill, spread good news, and trustfully help you get great results. Guys, as I always say to you, as I always say to you, I love you. I love you. I love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in the streets.